Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Rave Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Lamont Hall, a.k.a. The God Seeker. I want to thank all of you for taking out time to join us on this evening. Definitely appreciate your time. Uh, appreciate you just you know supporting uh, what we're trying to do here. We got a, an amazing show on this evening. Um, this evening we're going to talk about what are we comparing greatness to? What are the measures or the metrics that we're using to compare being great? Uh, we have an, an awesome panel. Um, as always, we got uh, uh, Minister Kelvin Kelly with us. Uh, we want to appreciate you, Kelvin, for, for joining us. Minister Paul Robinson is with us, and we got the one and only uh, Minister Cynthia Hill. And so we're going to have a, an awesome time. We're going to uh, go through a few things, put a few things out there for us to, to kind of chew on. And so, um, once again, truly appreciate it. Either you got anything you want to uh, say to the audience on this evening? Good evening. Just glad to be here and glad to share this wonderful word about this wonderful topic on today. And I hope everybody enjoys it and, and gathers some good food for the soul from it. Okay. okay. What about you, Paul? You got anything for us this evening? I just wanted to say that um, just a wonderful moment in time for me to come together, you know, and accomplish a life going to uh, share his word, wonderful word. Okay. Uh, what about you, Kel? Well, Lamont, I'm thankful to be on tonight. Uh, I can't wait to see what God does, but also uh, I can't wait to hear the good testimonies of uh, what God is doing in the lives of the people who hear the podcast. Well, man, I truly appreciate all of you guys for, uh, for participating and joining in and, and uh, helping us be uh become a, a real thing you know that's part of it we gotta just get out there and walk in god right and so uh, i'm not gonna hold you we're gonna go ahead and just dig right in so kelvin my brother friend so what is your your idea or your conception of greatness what does that mean to you well, uh, I guess the, the thought that came into my mind when, when Jesus was communicating with the disciples and his, his particular take on it was, if you want to become great, you must be a servant of them all. Wow. And I, I remember uh, being at the University of Arkansas, and, uh, uh, being a freshman on the track team. And there was a guy by the name of Mike Conley Sr., yeah, um, we had we had uh, a thing called uh, the inner squad meeting between the uh, old heads and, and the newcomers. And I remember my first race at the University of Arkansas, I ended up beating And he came over to me and he said, freshman, he said, I think you'd be a great athlete. He said, but there are some things that you have to change. And when he said that to me, all I could hear was, I just beat you. But I didn't realize that he was on his way out and I was on my way to come in. And I think he would have been a great mentor, but I didn't understand what it was like to understand greatness because I, I thought greatness is what I what I was, not what I was becoming. So I think I think service is always what you're becoming. So I think that's where, where greatness comes to mind. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. 
I don't know. We got a little echo back there, so maybe we can mute our phones when we're not talking. So, um, and that is great because I remember Mike and I remember the the talent he had and, and the things that he that he did and brought to the university, and that was that was that's an amazing testimony because sometimes we we're not willing to um to take the um the knowledge that's given to us because it seems that they're talking down to us, even though we're doing great things, right? And so it makes it difficult somewhat often sometimes. So, uh, Cynthia, what do you think, to you, what is greatness? Greatness, um, just like you gentlemen just said, um, it is, it is being a service to others. You can take what people may call the high road and um, feel like you are too good to do certain things, but we become great when we are meek and humble and loving and compassionate to people. We become, we become great when we can meet people exactly where we, where they are and be able to communicate and have that understanding uh, on on so many different levels to be able to glean from those things that other people have. That's how you become great because the one that other people may kind of cast aside and think is the lowest um, may be filled with wisdom and knowledge and things that can help us to be able to move on to the next level, just like you were speaking of the other athlete. He had some things to offer. But the opportunity to link up with that was missed. And so not that you wouldn't have become great anyway like you are, but there were been some things that maybe would have propelled you to a place um, of higher esteem uh, faster. So we just need to not overlook things and people and circumstances, but just take a pause in our program to really pay attention to what's going on around us and who God has put in our path to sow into the greatness that is to become us. Wow. Wow. That's good stuff. So, Minister Paul, what's your take on greatness? Well, I would say, uh, um, no, but Located from uh, from the uh, area of Western Dictionary Club, you know, and talked about how you know, probably being uh, great or distinguished or eminent. Uh, to me, it's something that we know would come. You know, not, I know whomever, uh, uh, whomever, but we overcome, you know, and gain the best that you're in it. And and we, we know that that about that you know the uh, security and whatever whatever it may be, uh, and people need to recognize so like like Kevin was saying, you know, some of the, uh, like Conley Stevens, Michael Jordan, you know, mm-hmm. they made their greatest mark in the world. That medicine, yeah, you know, comes in many so many uh, uh, greater. Or, uh, 
Wow, wow. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So, so Kelvin, let me ask you this. Why do we stress greatness so much? Why do we put so much emphasis on being great? Well, I, th- I think it's, 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 it's where everybody is always looking. How, how could a person be distinguished or set apart or different than anyone else? And I, I think in so many ways, I think we always love to measure things. And but what I've learned is uh, there's no measuring stick um, that we can put on, on what the Lord is doing on the inside of us. Right. Wow. That's correct. And so I'm glad you said that because let's talk about a passage of scripture. So if in Genesis 17, um, and I'm gonna go there. In Genesis 17, uh, Abraham is uh and I'll just kind of go and read bits and pieces of this. And uh, Genesis 17 starting around uh, Let's say, uh, uh, let's say verse nine. Um, so it says, and God said unto Abraham, as for thee, thou shalt keep my covenant, thou and thy seed after thee throughout their generation. This is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every male among you shall be circumcised and ye shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin. It shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you. Every male throughout your generations he is born. He that is born in thy house and he that is uh, bought with money must need to be circumcised. Um, And God said in verse 15, God said unto Abraham, and as for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not not call her name Sarai, but Sarah for her name shall her name be. And I will bless her, and moreover, and I will give the sons of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be the mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed, and and shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old. So now we talk about greatness, and so Abraham being a hundred years old, uh, he says, shall a child be born to me who is a hundred? And he watched God do some great miraculous things while he was after he left uh, his father's house. And so, help me understand this: Had Abraham really established what greatness was by this time? Anybody? Or establish the greatness of God, rather? Say, say that one more time, so, uh, has, has I think Abraham, somebody needs to mute his own and probably would be helpful. No, that's okay. That's okay. So, okay. Um, had Abraham really established or set a standard on God at this point? Because he said, Shall a child be born of me who is 100 years old? Still there, Kevin? Hello? I'm here. Okay. Yeah. So, um, at this point, Abraham maybe somewhat doubt God because it's been so long, you know, since 
the promise, right? Yep. And so um, we get like that. So God does great things for us or miraculous things. It's oftentimes we forget that he's still a great God. He's still who he said he is, even though what he's promised hadn't come to fruition yet. But what really uh, intrigued my interest was that um, it said in verse 19, and he said, um, it says, uh, thou shalt bear, bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant for his seed after him. For Ishmael have I heard, heard thee, behold, I have blessed him, and will make him fruitful, and will multiply him exceedingly. Uh, it goes on to say, twelve princes shall he begat, and I will make him a great nation. So God talks about a great being great there, right? He said a great nation. So can anyone help me understand what's, what was God's definition or intent of great greatness when he said a great nation? What, is, what does that mean for us? I think more so with, with this obedience thing, you know, so easy for us to get pulled into the, the comparison around um, and looking at things and because um, do uh, accumulating things make us great? Anyone? Any takers? So does accumulating things make us great? Possessions, um, things that we go, go ahead. No, I was just saying, does accumulating things make us great? I mean, is that a good definition of us being great or successful or prominent? The things that we like to attach to the greatness or, or have um, eminence, maybe. No, Miss Cynthia, I heard you about to go. Go ahead, I'm deferring. <laughs> How did you know that was me? Okay. You know, when when we look at material things, um, and and people often measure their greatness or success by what they have, and the Word of God. Um, that rubric is a little bit different because at that point um, you're looking at things that that 
can be destroyed, that can be lost. But the greatness that God wants us to obtain is something that can't be taken away from us. You know, our character, our integrity, um, a righteous mindset, those things that are incorruptible or or indestructible. Some he wants us to look for the things that are eternal and not temporal. And so the things that are tangible are oftentimes temporal. And so he wants us to raise our minds and elevate our minds to another plane of consciousness so that we realize it's those things that are in our hearts that make us great, who we are, the fabric of our being. He wants us to be able to concentrate more so on those things. You know, the gifts of the the fruits of the spirit, those things will help us to become great. Wow, that is good stuff. Kelvin? Well, um, I've been doing a study on this, by the way, this week, so it's (laughs) kind of good. Where it says, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul and another one is all your strength and that actually means all your substance so i i think i think sometimes we we don't look at god as being practical but i think it's it's part of his nature and i think that's what the substance part is because everything we have whether it's it's integrity whatever all of all of that when it really comes down to it it comes it comes from the lord so i i think the, the greatness part of yes yes there's things that he can do spiritually but we still have to look at him as when abraham was getting ready to go sacrifice his son isaac and god told him to do it and abraham made a decision and he says uh um, me and my son is going to go over here and sacrifice. But then he said, but we are coming back. Yeah. And so, and then, so Abraham made the statement. He says, um, our God shall provide the sacrifice. So that, that was the beginning of watching the Lord provide substance. And so God said, if our, if our eyes are good, then our whole body is good. So, so one of the first things that Abraham had the opportunity to see was he had the opportunity to recognize that God was good. He wasn't just a spiritual God, but now he was providing substance for us. And so, so I, I um, it, it's been really one of those challenging moments. I was talking to my kids today about that. Of, of one, God wants us to be able to recognize Him as being good. You know, there, there's another parable where where um, it was about the, the guy who had the parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. And he gave one five, and he gave another one three, and he gave another one one. Mm-hmm. And the one who had one talent says, I see that you're a hard man, mm-hmm. you know, reaping where you did not sow. Mm-hmm. So, so he took the one talent from the, the guy who only saw him as a God who was hard. And gave it to the ones who recognized that he was good. Mm-hmm. And so, so the Lord really challenged me this this week of being able to see, because the whole part was most of the time we cannot see God's goodness, so therefore we never recognize that He is good, and and it's difficult to recognize that He is good 
when we don't know how good he is. Wow. That's good stuff. That is, that is excellent. So, I'm glad you said that because I want to pose this question to you guys before we get ready to close. How do we, um, how do we walk in, in the greatness of God? How do we uh, partake in the in His goodness and not uh, and not forget um, the concept of greatness? So, how how do you? Because this this is a question that comes up a lot. People say. Well, look, the pastors, they got all this, they do this, and you'll find people that's got a lot of stuff and say, I love the Lord. But when you look at the fabric of who they are or the fabric of what they're talking about, you find out that the God they really talk about they love is a God that's made of, of things, of, uh, of things that they can put their hands to. And as Kelvin just mentioned, you know, when he told, when, when uh, Abraham said, Isaac and I are going to go up and sacrifice and we shall return and God's going to provide a sacrifice. Uh, he started showing him his goodness, right? So before that, he showed him his greatness because he carried them. He, uh, the things that they saw were things that were beyond their belief. They could, they couldn't go and, um, and produce famine. They couldn't make a uh, manna fall from heaven, but they could go and get a get a lamb and sacrifice it. So now God provided one when they didn't have to bring one. When he didn't bring one. And he walked, he went from like you said, knowing his quote unquote his greatness to walking into his goodness. So how do we be birthed out of greatness? Because he said that we are going to be kings of people who came from Sarah's womb. How do we be born or birthed out of greatness and walk in goodness and still um honor the God that we serve. Because it seems that's usually the challenge for us. Anybody? Well, Lamont, I, I would say developing, developing a relationship and knowing God. I think Abraham began to know God so well, mm -hmm. he started to talk about a sacrificial lamb before God even started talking about it. Mm -hmm. So he began to know him, and I, and I think that's that's I think that's the difference. Um, a young guy um, just this week, he was going to Bible college, mm -hmm. and he got to Bible college, and he got on campus, and he said that he felt uneasy about being on campus mm -hmm. so he he uh didn't enroll in, in, on campus mm -hmm. so he, he came back home mm -hmm. and so his friend told me about it but i ended up texting the day and he told me about it mm -hmm. and so i ended up calling him and i said i asked him about it he says well he said i i i i got on campus and 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 i i I was thinking that something was wrong. So, so I, I talked to him and I said, hey, bro, uh, I think it'd be a great idea. Instead of saying that something was wrong, because you were saying that the Bible college, but when you say that, you're saying that something is wrong with the Bible college. 
mm-hmm. instead of saying that it may not be good for me, but it may be good for someone else. Yeah. So, so I think, I think in so many ways, I think, I think, um, and for this guy, what I believe he did, I believe he went off what somebody else had said. Yeah. And then it made him determine, um, the relationship with God, mm-hmm. not, not because of what he knew about God, because what he heard from somebody else, he didn't know what God thought personally about that Bible college. Wow. He just heard. And so I, I think in so many ways, I think because we may hear this thing or we may we may hear a topic, but at the same time, we haven't got to the place where we we know what God say about certain things because one, maybe we just don't have it. So like if we don't, we don't have the wealth or the riches or the different things that, that, and, and the reason why I I would say that is because I know some people who are extremely wealthy and they could care less about money. They'll shut their whole business down just to go preach the gospel. And so, so I, I think, I think it's, it's, getting to know for some the wealth side may be bad but to some other people it may be something that bring value to the kingdom yeah and so so i i and what i told him was i said i think it would be great for us not to grind the axe on things that that we haven't gained wisdom of yet and I think it w- it would be something better to bring wisdom into something versus, you know, when when you don't have it, you just don't know. But when you're young, you haven't had experiences in life yet. So yeah. But that that that's where I would say I, I know that may be a little controversy tonight, but that's that's where I where I, I feel like the Lord wants me to take a stand on. And I think greatness uh, in this aspect is uh, we're talking about comparing another person's lifestyle or accolades or attributes. How do we as Christians not walk into a concept of comparing uh, where God has taken us or where God has taken us with maybe what somebody else is doing? How do we uh, avoid falling into that trap? Because we were created in greatness. We were created to be great, a great people, and God is going to provide and make provisions how He sees fit. So I think this is all good for for the body, for everybody to, uh, to digest and, and chew on a little bit, you know? Yeah, because because uh, just just to bring something else to the table, when when I was at the University of Arkansas and uh, my track career began to fall apart. And I couldn't handle it because I didn't I didn't understand the purpose behind why the Lord had gave me that platform. Well, um, several years later, now I understand. And to prepare a younger guy with the purpose behind why he's doing in platform has brought other people into the same area that I failed. And they're they're producing something greater, not just for them, but they're producing something greater for the kingdom than I ever did. But now they have the wisdom to be able to go in there. And then they have somebody that has the eyes on how to navigate. And um, 
So, so I think I think that's those are the catch twenty twos of you know what we call greatness and being able to know why the Lord has called us into something good. Exactly, exactly. Well, I want to thank you all. For you know, for and uh, um, brother, what you were saying about the comparison and them being um, able to go a little further um, with their platform, and that is true. Um, I have a group of friends that they have inspired. I give inspirational moments to every morning, and I often end that with today we will be great, go be great. And the comparison in the process of your life and what you have, your talents, knowledge, skills, and ability, resources. Um, we have to learn to put those things aside mm-hmm. because comparison breeds contention. Exactly. Exactly. And when you start to look at what you have um, or what you think you have, yeah. um, it can cause you to doubt, to fear, to retreat when God has created you to advance because it is not in God to withdraw. It is for us to advance. And I also often say we were created to take over. Take over what? To have dominion. Period. And we have to remember that just because somebody else's bank account has more zeros in it on the positive side than mine, I can't look at that. 